and welcome back to the Lonely Strangers Club podcast. Um, yeah, so we're here at our our second meeting. How are you guys? Oh, I hope you are still doing fine since the last time I talked to you guys. I have a few announcements before we get into the meat of the episode. Um, the first one is that I made a Twitter account for this podcast. Um, it is at lost club underscore pod uh, or l-o-s-t and c-l-u-b underscore p-o-d um and yeah you can go ahead feel free to follow it if you want to if you don't or you don't even or if you don't even have a twitter account it's totally fine <laughs> you don't have to follow if you don't want to but yeah uh basically what you're going to see on that account is probably just me i usually just post when i uh, upload new episodes and also i'll probably will ask questions there i might make some random off posts but yeah i probably will most likely go there for like if i'm asking um for like interaction or something like if i'm asking you a question or I'm maybe further down the line like ask for stories or something um that's definitely where it will take place it'll definitely be all on that twitter account so definitely Check that out if you're interested. Right now, I only have one post on there, and that post is just me announcing that I uploaded the first episode. So there's that. Um, so yeah, feel free to check that out if you would like to. Also, um, on that post where I where um, I mentioned that I uploaded the first episode, um, you can go ahead if you wanted to. Maybe you're listening to the last episode and you're like, hmm, I kind of want to answer some of these questions or Maybe you just wanted to also, you know, some of the questions you thought were interesting, you wanted to write down your answers, feel free to reply in that Twitter um, thread. So, yeah. So, there's that. The second announcement is I want to tell you about the schedule for this podcast, if you're curious, because I realized I didn't write it in the description or anything. But, yeah. Um, for now, I'm thinking about just doing it twice a month. Uh, just because I'm new to this, so I kind of just want to ease my way into podcasting. I don't, I don't have enough time to do it every week, and also, um, I feel like if I do every week, I'm gonna run out of topics to talk about. So I feel like I bi week, bi monthly is like the best for me. And so, um, because I want to at least keep a consistent schedule. Um, so I I know if I try to do this every week, I'm gonna like get lazy some weeks and not want to record. So. I think I could do twice a month. Like, I think that's the most that I could do. So yeah, so expect this um, um, every two weeks. Um, usually, probably Fridays, I feel, because the first episode I upload on Friday. So probably every two, every um, other Friday. Is that correct? Yes, every other Friday. Um, you will be greeted with a new episode. Anyways, yeah, so that was just some announcements I had. If you were curious, um, so yeah, definitely check out the Twitter and just, you know, that's the scheduling if you're wondering. Okay, now on to the meat of the episode. Um, I did say in last last episode that I was going to talk about the dreaded topic, <laughs> K-pop. And I, yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, my life as a K-pop fangirl almost like a documentary and also uh, unfortunately for me i'm gonna have to confess 
my cringy moments as a Karibu. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you don't know what a Karibu is, then I'll definitely um, go into it. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure Urban Dictionary has, I mean, I think if you just look up Karibu, a definition will come up definitely. But yeah, I'll, I'll discuss about it. And um, yeah, I just want to go and in depth about my, my past life, a uh, past life I lived as a K-pop fangirl um and offer just you know try to offer it some off offer some um i guess insights especially if you're like one if you're someone who doesn't know anything about k-pop or has only heard about k-pop through the internet um you know just through you know because you've heard of like the crazy k-pop stands or whatever um i hope that i can offer you some knowledge into k-pop and why you can get addicted to it <laughs> anyways this is not i'm not trying to like make this a psa of don't get into k-pop is addicting um anyways so yeah without further ado let me talk about my days as a k-pop fangirl so um i got into k-pop really like a while ago um a while ago a long time ago i would say um and definitely that was at the time where no one really was aware of K-pop. Like, there were definitely international fans, but, like, it wasn't as big as it is today. Um, so, yeah, me and my sister got into K-pop around 2008, we like to say, or at least I like to say. I'm, I don't ever have, like, a 100%, like, accurate kind of, like, date just because I don't remember really. Cause I feel like I just we just got into K-pop and then after that I just blinked and now I'm like, you know how old I am now. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, the older I get, the more I I tend to forget. I feel uh, past memories. So yeah. Anyways, so it all started because my mother used to love watching Korean dramas. I don't even know how she got into them really, but she used to really love watching Korean dramas. So she used to watch them online at some like you know not legal websites um i forget what to call those types of sites i don't want to i almost want to say proxy websites but they're not proxy websites um anyways it's basically like like just like it's not an official website where you can like watch k dramas anyways um so yeah my mother used to watch it off of this website called mysoju.com so shout out to OG K drama viewers who watched it on sites online, um, who watched my soju because yeah, I loved my soju. My soju wasn't just Korean dramas; it was like all types of Asian dramas. So there was Japanese dramas, Taiwanese dramas, and Chinese dramas, and of course Korean dramas. And I think that was the most <laughs> that they had. I guess just East Asian <laughs> dramas. So yeah, um, so. My mother used to watch dramas on there all the time and she used to watch them on the family computer so um i would always see her watching them like while i went to the kitchen and stuff so that's why i knew of these korean dramas and stuff like that which we'll dive in another episode where i talk about my korean dramas obsession <laughs> i guess or how i got into them and stuff backstory i guess um so anyways one day um i don't remember who it was it was someone in my family they're watching this K drama called Vacation. Um, and 
I think me and my sister just ended up watching it because I think they were just watching it on the family computer. So we ended up just like sitting on the couch and watching it um, because our family computer was in the living room. So we ended up just watching it. Um, and eventually, I think my sister looked into it and she found out that this K-drama was about this K-pop boy group called DBSK. So my sister looked into them and we listened to a few songs of theirs. Um, the first song we listened to theirs was a song called Oh. I think the whole name is like Oh Chung Hap Han Pop or something like that. I forget. But I just call it Oh for simplicity's sake. And I remember just really loving that song. Like me and my sister really, really got into that song. And of course, uh, consequently, we consequently, subsequently, I think they kind of both work. I don't know um we went to listen to the rest of their music so yeah dbsk was like the first k-pop group that we both really got into um so yeah um i more so my sister got into that group me and my sister both liked that group and we did listen to the music but my sister went on to look for to become fans of other groups but i really became a big fan of dbsk um although they were much much older than me they weren't like 20 years older than me but they were there was a pretty big gap um so they were much older than me but i still really liked them my favorite member was a member called Chengmin. um i just really liked him a lot and i feel like he was my only the only member i really like really liked in the group because based off of my history with k-pop groups i feel like i usually um like one member that i'll move on to another member and i just never can have like one member that i only like you know for like my whole time of being a k-pop fan anyways so i really liked uh dbsk um for a while so they were my main group for a while and my my sister her main group ended up becoming big bang i had mentioned that in um the last episode so she really be she really came to like big bang i never became like a huge fan of theirs i liked their songs and i would listen to their songs i still really like big bang songs to this day but i never became like a huge fan of theirs um i just really i just listen to their songs also because my sister liked them a lot so she would play their songs and i would just hear them because i would be in the same room anyways so deepest kid was like my main group for a while there's some other groups that i kind of got into one that i remember is a group called ft island and they were more like a band uh whereas where they only had like one main vocalist and the rest of the members played um like instruments um and i only the only thing i remember from being a fan of theirs is that i only liked one of the members um i forget their name and the only song i knew by them was a song called heaven which i really do like um i haven't listened to it in years so i'm i should listen to that but yeah the only thing i remember from that music video was that the main um female character in that music video she gets kidnapped by a taxi driver it was really creepy and i did not like that <laughs> when i was younger i was really like ooh creeped out by that anyways um so yeah i'm pretty sure there's other groups that i kind of got into during this time but i don't really remember the next major group that me and my sister uh, got into was a group called 2pm so i don't remember if we found out about them before they did this show or after they did this show but um i guess i just talk about it anyways um 2pm they were on this 
like reality show. I think it was they're on the show to promote themselves, of course, because they're like a new boy group. Um, so they were on this show with another few other um members of another group called Two AM. Eventually, it became Two AM. So they were together on this reality show. Um, I forget if it was like an elimination show or if it was just like they got all these members that were going to debut and then they just did a show about them. I forget which one it was. But I think they were slated to be one big uh, board group called One Day. But I don't know what happened. I, I guess the entertainment company didn't want like a big group or maybe they didn't want to gamble with that. I don't know. So they ended up splitting them into two groups. So we have 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. So, yeah, we liked it. Me and my sister gravitated towards 2 p.m. Because 2 a.m. was almost like a ballad group. Um, They released a lot of ballads. In their career, I think they have other types of songs. But in the beginning, I knew 2 a.m. as like a predominantly ballad group. So me and my sister liked 2 p.m. more. Um, So, yeah, they had, you know, nice music. And also... They had really, really cool choreography. Um, I was really, really entranced by the choreography, um, especially in their song Again and Again. So yeah. Anyways, me and my sister really liked them for a while. Um, my favorite member, I think, was originally a member called Nikun, but then I think eventually I, I switched over to another member called Takyun. Um, so yeah, and I think Takyun the reason why I kind of liked him also was that I think he speaks English or either he was born in America or he lived in America for a while. Um, Nick Kuhn's actually Thai, by the way. I don't think he's half Thai, half Korean. I think he's fully Thai, which I think was very interesting um, that they had a foreign member and a Korean board group. Anyways, yeah. Um, so we liked 2PM for a while. Um, and I think... So yeah, so we were we liked them for a while. Um so yeah, if I remember correctly. Um eventually some stuff happened with 2 p.m. I don't really want to go in too deep about it. If you're curious, you can look into it. But one of the members named Jay Park or Park Jabum, as I as me and my sister would kind of call him, um, he ended up leaving 2 p.m. So I think that kind of was when we stopped liking 2PM because my sister's favorite member was Jay Park. So she went on and she followed him in his own solo career. And, you know, she saw him do whatever he did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're curious about the whole thing, like I said, you can look it up. So, yeah. Um, anyways, so, um, yeah, so we kind of stopped liking 2PM afterwards or really becoming a huge fan i did listen to some of their music uh their comeback song after um jay had left was again uh, not getting it again was heartbeat and that's a very classic to classic um k-pop song i would say i feel like if i were to look at like classic k-pop songs like heartbeat is definitely one it was really popular when it came out and the dance is very iconic and i think a lot of people knew like heartbeat and stuff like it was really it was really big i feel Anyways, so yeah, the next major group um, I moved on to was a group called Beast, uh, which was a really popular K-pop group. And the the reason how uh, me and my sister knew about Beast was that um, we followed this solo artist named AJ. Um, 
So hmm. I'm trying to like piece it in my head. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like categorize this in a timeline in my head. But yeah, so we liked AJ and eventually he got he debuted in a group with five other members and they made Beast. He ended up changing his stage name. He didn't go by AJ anymore. So he went by Ki Kwong, which is his real name. So yeah, I remember um like I remember my sister told me and I was like, what? He's not like a solo artist anymore. He's in a group. So yeah. I at first when I first watched or looked at Beast stuff, um, I didn't really like them at first because I really just liked AJ or Ki Kwong. But eventually, of course, I came to love the group. Um, I think by the time me and my sister got into them um i think they were already quite popular um if you don't know anything about beast this might not help you kind of place the timing <laughs> but we got i got into them when they released uh their title track was beautiful so it was when they're doing beautiful promotions which i think they released that a year or two into their career but yeah they were they were really really popular um so i became a fan of theirs um ever since that um and yeah so they were my major group for a while uh the next big group that i got into um is a k-pop group by the name of infinite so how um i found organic infinite um was of course again through my sister so another group I didn't mention, which I probably will talk about in another time, is a group called Epic High, which I think I slightly mentioned them. I think I did mention them in last the last episode. Um, so me and my sister had listened to Epic High throughout the years. And um, my sister found out that they were connected to this like, K-pop board group, like this new board group that was coming out. Um, so for the longest time, I thought Infinite was formed by Epic High. Like, I thought they had something to do with the formation of the group. But, like, looking back at it now, I think the company just used Epic High to um, promote the new boy group. Because Epic High was um, a really big group. They are still now, but definitely at the time, they were really big. So, I think for that entertainment group, they were company. They were the biggest group the most popular group they had so i'm pretty sure they just used them <laughs> to promote infinite so anyways uh so yeah so um i got into infinite like fairly while they were like they had just debuted i think and that's how when i got into infinite uh so yeah i don't know i think I've, i just got into them you know because i would watch the music video and i just kind of you know was like yeah i guess i'm i'm a fan now <laughs> so yeah uh, when I look back at all the board groups that I really like, Infinite is a group that stands out to me. Not stands out, but they're the most memorable for me because um, I think they're the group that I was a fan for the longest, I think. It was almost like a year, maybe a year and a half that I really was like a fan of theirs. Um, so yeah, secondly, I remembered their debut day. Like, I did not know Beast's debut day. I don't know. I do not know why I didn't learn it or I didn't know it. Like, to this day, I don't even know really what... I don't know their, their debut day. I think they debuted in 20, uh, 2009, if I'm correct. But I don't, I'm not even sure then. But yeah, so Infinite was like a really 
big group for me. Like they were probably out of all the groups, I feel, aside from another group I mentioned, I feel like they were the most memorable group for me. Um, another reason why is because I saw them go from like very, you know, not really well-known artists to becoming this huge, really, really like well-respected, well-known K-pop boy group. And I was really proud of them for that. And yeah, I definitely saw their journey, um, you know, living in this really small house to, you know, being able to afford a quite luxurious kind of penthouse. And even some of the members had enough income to live on by themselves. They moved out. So it was very, I really loved just seeing them go from this really, you know, they were, you know, really well known, like no one really knew them and to becoming like a name that a lot of people knew. And I just find it very interesting. And also I was really proud of them. So yeah, I remember when they first, they won their first music show award. Um, I think it was August 31st slash September 1st, 2012. I remember that date so much because I, I like engraved into my mind. That's how much I really liked them. So yeah, the reason why I said August 31st slash September 1st is because um, Korea is like ahead in time zones. So I think it might have been August 31st for me, but then maybe it's September 1st for in Korea, um, if I'm correct. That's why I always mention those two dates because I, I don't 100% remember if it was the 31st or if it was September 1st. But yeah, I remember like watching them get win that and being so happy for them. Um, so yeah, so that's why Infinite to me is probably like the most memorable group. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I really, really came to like Infinite. My sister kind of liked them, but she wasn't super into them as much as I was. So yeah. Infinite was definitely like my group and I really, really loved each member. Um, and if you're curious about who my favorite member is, I guess I'll just list my favorite members as I talk about these groups. Um, at first my favorite member was Woohyun. Um, I really liked him. I liked him so much that I actually made like a little birthday slideshow for his birthday. Um, one year I, I used I think like Windows Movie Maker or something and I just clipped some photos from um like what i looked up his name and i just took whatever was on those like you know google images and i think i actually uploaded onto youtube or something because i remember youtube ended up i think they sent me like they ended up like messaging me a, a few years after i did that and they're like oh do you want to you know start like join the partner program or something and i was just like i only made like a 30 second video so yeah um that was a long time ago and i don't even think i have access to that youtube account anymore so it's probably deleted because no it's been inactive for so long so um yeah but yes infinite was my main group for a long long time um and yeah eventually i found a new group oh i didn't mention my bad um <laughs> i totally just forgot anyways yeah so originally i liked wuhyun a lot but then I think I moved on to uh, Hoya as another member, and I really liked him a lot too. And then I think the last member I liked before I I stopped being a fan of theirs was a member called Tongwu. And I still really like him to this day. Like I like him as a person and as an artist. So yeah. Um. So anyways, the next group that I really really got into was a group called B1A4. <laughs> it's a very interesting name, I would say, and. How I found them 
I can proudly say that I found this group on my own volition. Um, but I found them because there's these YouTubers named Simon Martina. They still do YouTube now, but their content's a little different from when I used to watch them. But yeah, so they were um they they were Canadian, but they were teaching English in Korea. So yeah, they would do a lot of things on Korean culture and eventually, of course, they would talk about K pop. So they used to do this um series called K-pop Music Mondays. Shout out to y'all who <laughs> remember K-pop Music Mondays or knew about K-pop Music Mondays. It was basically they would just like review um different K-pop music, of course. The name is quite self-explanatory. So I think yeah, one one week they did it on B1A4. Um, on their debut song called Okay. And I watched that video and I really came to like that song. Honestly, still today, I still think it's a pretty solid song. Um, but I really like, I came to really like the song. So afterwards, I really got invested in that song and even that whole mini album they released. So, so much so that I became a, a fan of theirs. So yeah. Uh, B- <laughs> so yeah, I really did like B1A4 and I really came to like the members and stuff. Um, my favorite member at first was Pado or Baru, depending how you want to say his name. He was the rapper of the group. But eventually I came to like Chin Young, who was the leader of the group. Um, so yeah. Um, after a while though, I kind of realized that B1A4 was my rebound, my rebound group, because I would only really pay attention to them when my main groups weren't promoting. And I felt so bad for them because I was just like, you don't deserve this. So why am I treating you like this? I did really like them though. But yeah, I just had more <laughs> investment um into my other groups. So they're like my subgroup that I would kind of get into. So yeah. But I still really did like them though. Um so much that I have an album of theirs. <laughs> so yeah. Um so okay, yeah. So that was probably there. Um and of course, in between all this, I liked other different groups. Like, for example, I kind of got into Ukis, another group. Um, and then another group is a group called Chea or Zea, which is Z-E-A. That one I don't like to remember so much just because, I don't know, I find it kind of um, cringy thinking about it now. That's the one group that I haven't come to terms with. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not trying to make it sound weird, but yeah. Um, I would listen to another group called M Black. I never really became a huge fan of theirs, but I really liked their title tracks and their music. So I would listen to them. And there's probably a bunch of other solo artists and a bunch of other artists or groups that I listen to. So yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention um this other group. Uh probably one of the only girl groups that I really liked as um during my whole K pop fangirl days was a group called Twenty One. So I kind of got to know them because my sister she really liked Big Bang and 21 and Big Bang were label mates. So of course she got into 21. Um, and you know, eventually she didn't just like 21 because they were label mates to Big Bang. She just liked 21 because she liked them. Um, so yeah, I also really came to like 21. Um, I would listen to the music all the time. And they used to have this like reality show called 21 TV. These me and my sister used to watch it all the time. So yeah, I really did um really like 21. And one of the reasons why I really liked them was that. I loved that they were like these badass like females like they didn't take shit from no one and you know they weren't like the typical 
So I feel like a lot of K-pop girl groups, either you lean into the cute, innocent kind of, you know, facade, or you lean into the more like sexy kind of, you know, like sensual type of thing. You can do both, but I feel like more groups kind of lean more towards one another. I just love that 21 were like badass and charismatic and, you know, they didn't only, you know, they didn't go into any of these genres specifically like yeah they had more like love songs they did have some nice you know they did you know have um i mean i don't know if they had a lot of sexy concepts well i think later on in the career they did um which is fine but yeah like i i just loved that they were just at the end of the day just very charismatic so um yeah also like good vocals um great rap uh, cl who's a member she was a good rapper and I just really enjoyed 21. I, I really like them. So that's another group that I was really into also, which I forgot to mention. But yeah, anyways. Um, so the next major group I got into, which was actually my last group that I was into before I stopped being a fangirl, was a group called BAP. Um, so this one, I, once again, <laughs> it's because of my sister. So my sister really liked, or I don't know if she really liked actually, but she had known of um of this of one of the main members uh, not main but uh, one of the more I guess more well known members before they were before the group was formed. Um, so that member was a mem- was called Peng Yongguk, and um he had I think got some notable attention because he had actually featured on a popular solo artist or not solo artist but um. He featured on a song, I think it's called I'm Going Crazy by Song Jiyun. And she was part of this really well-known um, girl group called Secret. And this was her solo track. I forget, I don't know if it was just a solo song she released or if it was an album. But yeah, anyways, he was featured on that uh, song. And I think through that, people really came to notice him. I think he was an underground rapper. Um, so people started to really notice him because of that song. Because that song got really popular too. Um, so people started to really like get to know him. And eventually, um, the same entertainment group that uh, Song Jiyeon was under eventually put him in a boy group. So yeah, so I found out about him because my sister, I think she was looking, because I think she like looked into him after that song. And um, she had told me that he was going to debut and a duo, because at first there was a duo and then there was BAP. So she said that he was going to debut in a duo with another member by the name of Chalo. I call him Chalo because that's what they call him in Korean, but you can call him Zilo if you want, but I like calling him Chalo. So um, I looked into it um, because they their song had come out. So they came out as a duo called Bang and Chalo. So yeah, I so after that, I actually referred to Bang Yongguk as Bang. That's like what I call him when I talk about him or mention him to people. I always call him Bang because I just am so used to calling him that. I know people call him like Yongguk or like Gookie or stuff like that, but I only call him Bang. So yeah, I think it's because he came out as that duo as Bang and Zulu. So that's kind of like what I call him. Anyways, so the song that they came out with was called Never Give Up. And I think it was based off of what I've heard that these both both of them ping and Chelo, were rappers 
So when I heard that, I thought this was going to be like a rap song. But it's a very, I don't know really what to call what that song is, but it's very interesting. They have a featuring artist on there, of course, who does the vocals. I don't remember <laughs> who it is. So yeah, but I would say like, if I told you two rappers are going to, you know, make a song, you know, I feel like that's not a song you would imagine they would make. But, you know, yeah. Um. So anyway, so I thought that they were just going to be a duo, but eventually they both were part of a group called BAP with four other members. And um, yeah, at first I just watched their their music video, which uh, was their debut. Their debut song was a song called Warrior. And at first I wasn't going to like fan over them, but I kind of like find myself really, really liking them. And one of the things I feel, um, so let me just organize my thoughts real quick. Um, so I feel like after they released Warrior, their debut song, they got quite well, like they didn't get like famous overnight, but I feel like they started to get like being well known and people started like paying attention to them. And one of the reasons why, which is another reason why I really liked them was that they had like such a strong concept, but all their, uh, also like I just liked their songs. Um, I think one thing that BAP did that made them different from the rest is that they did like this very charismatic like dances and stuff. Their songs weren't all love songs either, especially their title tracks. They did have some like B-sides that were love songs, of course, but their title tracks were like Warrior is not even about, I forget what Warrior is about. I think it's just them kind of being like, yeah, we're going to come in and, you know, if you're shit up and stuff like a warrior and stuff so yeah, if you watch warrior it's super intense and everything it's crazy um so yeah an interesting tidbit about BAP when they first debuted was that they actually broke a stage at this music show they were doing because their dance was just super like hardcore and BAP would dance with backup dancers so there was a lot of people like stomping on the ground and stuff yeah, I definitely would really recommend you guys to check out Warrior by BAP. It's it's kind of an old song, 2012, but um, it's still really great. Um, so yeah, I think that was one of the things I really liked about them because I feel like most of the time, um, like boy groups, some of their concepts that I feel like you'll see <laughs> in in like a boy group's career is that they do like a cute concept. Or they do like a, I want to say like a dark, like bad boy concept or something where like they're wearing like a lot of eyeliner and like everything's all dark and mysterious type. I That's what I kind of want to say. But I like that beat like BAP was just like, bam, woo. You know, I love this kind of charismatic power they had. And I really, really enjoyed that. Of course, they did eventually have other types of songs and you know, they eventually did release love songs as title tracks. But I still really just loved um their songs a lot. I think a one thing I really loved about them too was their choreography. Um of course all the groups I mentioned before had great choreography. Like you can't be a, a K pop group and not have good choreography. Um, I feel like that's like part of a K pop group. But I love theirs a lot because it was so like I just it was so powerful and I really loved actually imitating it a bit. Like I'm not the best dancer. But they had like dancing points that were just so fun. Like I can probably dance to a majority or not dance dance, but I know like the major like like major dance points of each of the title tracks because it was so memorable. But yeah, anyways, so I liked BAP for a while. BAP, 
as another memorable um group for me i think infinite definitely will be the top but definitely bap i really like them too because i followed them from debut i was you know i saw them i saw bing and zillow debut and then i saw them debut and i really followed them for a while and i really really liked them because like i said i i loved that their musics weren't their musics their title tracks weren't just about love songs and stuff BP wasn't the only group that did this. I'm pretty sure there's other groups I didn't know of that were kind of starting to do this too. But BP was a group that I really liked and I really enjoyed that they didn't just do love songs. Especially at this point when I had been into K-pop for a long time. I was kind of like always so used to seeing songs about love and everything. Not that that's bad, but at the time I just, I, I like that nice change of pace, you know. So anyways, so I really, really came to like BAP. And um yeah, so oh, I forgot to mention, <laughs> I guess. So so I liked Infinite. So I liked Beast, Infinite, and B184. And then BAP. I think by the time I started really liking BAP, I stopped liking Beast. Um so I, I don't know I don't know why. I will say this at least. Um I find that with like, you know, just looking at my my track record with k-pop boy groups i feel like for some reason when like a boy group becomes really popular like really really famous or really well known i kind of stop liking them i don't know if it's like i just have this natural like hipster mode where i'm like oh i can't like anything now it's too popular but it's just like i just like wake up one day and i'm like yeah i'm not feeling this anymore and i just stop listening to them it's weird like it wasn't like they did something offensive so i stopped liking them or I just, you know, like, something happened. It was just, like, I just don't care about this anymore. So, yeah. So, I kind of stopped liking Beast and Infinite. So, I only really liked Infinite, BNA4, and BAP for a while. Um. So, yeah, they were definitely, those were, like, my main groups. And, like, I had, like I said, I, I liked other small groups, but I don't remember them. Or I'm not going to talk about them because they're not really huge major phases. So, yeah um so bp was the last group that i really liked um so yeah um before or i guess i could mention it here (laughs) um so yeah some of the so uh what am i trying to say (laughs) um so, yeah, so I had liked BAP for I think oh, almost around a year. I had liked them. And at the same time, I was still following a lot of my other groups. But eventually, I just kind of like went, in a sense, cold turkey. Um, and I can't really give you the like exact reason why I stopped liking K-pop. I feel like it was a lot of factors. Uh, but some that I could just think of that I, some of the reasons why I didn't like K-pop anymore. I think one was just like i feel like after a while i just felt started to feel like it was all this kind of fan gestures were kind of fake after a while not saying anything bad you know like that these members of these groups were actually fake and they didn't mean anything i'm not saying that but it's just like to me it started kind of feeling a bit like fabricated like they were selling me a fantasy of like yeah you know like my you know like you i totally care about you and stuff like that like i i just kind of like came to just be like i don't know if they're genuine and stuff like that um 
of them saying that stuff and it's like are they just being told to say that are they just you know like yeah i think another thing is that like i just didn't know like did they actually like the songs that they had to sing were they just being forced to do this because you know this is a concept the company wanted them to do so i started just kind of having all these like (laughs) thoughts of like how we just kind of felt so fake after a while um so that was like one kind of major thing where I kind of stopped like, I don't know, like I just I just didn't know if I could believe them or I didn't know if like they were just selling me a fantasy. So um, that was like one thing that kind of turned me off. I think a second one was like kind of like just how tough the K-pop industry is and stuff like, you know, I'm pretty sure if you're into K-pop or if you've, you know, kind of heard about K-pop through the grapevine, you probably have heard about the really intense kind of, you know, rigorous like training everyone has to go into i think i started kind of learning more about the industry and like how much trainees have to you know go through also some mistreatment of like idols and how quickly people can just toss idols aside for just small little instances that they they like do like you know for example like dating or maybe like if you're like smoking or something it's just there's like these little small things that you could just get like thrown under the bus for I think that was another thing where I was just kind of like, I didn't really care for this industry anymore. Um, so yeah. Also, I mean, this could also be one. Maybe it was just like a natural kind of like part of the cycle of where I just kind of stopped liking, you know, maybe I just kind of decided not to. So yeah, because this started, this happened around like um, around my junior year of high school. So it could just been that I, I was just growing out of it. So there was also that. There was a lot of factors, I feel. Um, so I kind of I can't 100% be like, it was because of this or because of this specifically. So yeah. But yeah, I say all this, but that doesn't mean, I don't mean anything against these groups or K-pop in general. That was just how I felt at the time. Um, so yeah, definitely make your own judgments about K-pop and your, in, you know, these groups and stuff. So yeah, I definitely do think that was some of the reasons why I kind of stopped liking them. So yeah, one day I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm not into K-pop anymore. And yeah, that was kind of basically, um, that was the start of like my new, you know, my new life, <laughs> another phase of my life, I'll say. So yeah, um, I will say though, in between, you know, that and now, I have still, I have still like you know listen to korean music it wasn't like i dropped k-pop and i was like okay i'm done with all korean stuff like i still listen to korean music of course um i think that's quite clear when i say that i still listen to epic high and i mentioned another korean artist named crush in my last episode so yeah um but i stepped out of k-pop and i stepped into a whole new zone of korean music and that was a world of k-hip-hop which we're not going to go into now um but yeah so that was definitely where i went to after i i listened to k-pop so yeah um i pop so yeah uh let's dive into my cringy moments as a koreaboo if you don't know what koreaboo is it's kind of a spinoff of the word weeaboo uh which is basically from what i can just come up the definition i come up with right now is just someone who takes on this culture so for Koreaboo, you take on the Korean culture. If if it's Weeaboo, then you could take on the Japanese culture. Um, and it's kind of like you you become Korean. So either that means you 
start physically changing your appearance like either like as hardcore like you know from just like subtle differences as in like maybe you do your makeup differently or hardcore like you get plastic surgery um i feel like um another i think trait is that you start speaking broken <laughs> japanese or korean so career kuribus you speak broken korean or you try your best to integrate korean into your like everyday conversations when you don't even speak korean on a regular basis you just sneak in a few phrases that you know or whatever um another thing i feel like is that you start calling people like people close to you um like the korean version so like for example like instead of calling your sister like hey sister or something you call her unni or nuna depending if you're a boy or girl um and you start using these like names um that are used in korean but you use it for your like people in your your life i feel like it's like calling your mom oma um instead of just saying mom or in your native tongue you say oma which is mom in korean so i feel like that's kind of some parts of it um i think another part which is probably like the worst part is that you you start to correct people on like korean culture and korean language and stuff even though you're not korean and you probably don't know everything about it you start to kind of be like that's not how you pronounce that or like um you're stupid that's not like how this happened blah 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 so yeah uh so yeah i definitely was a career boot at the time of course when i was a career boot i i was like i don't what i don't i don't even think i am but yeah like definitely i thought that i was like no i i'm respecting the culture like i'm not you know like having this idealized you know view of it but definitely once i stepped out of it i was like oh that was a definite career boot so yeah one thing that i would do is that um I would use a lot of like expressions that I would like see in like dramas or variety shows. So I would say like I go or like I or like yeah or stuff like that. Um so yeah, I think I would kind of sneak in Korean here and there. Uh like miane, which means sorry. Um so yeah, I didn't go as far as to do this to people I didn't know. Like the only person I really did this to was my sister. And that was because my sister, like, you know, she knew about the whole K-pop thing and she, you know, knew, like, Korean culture and stuff like that. Just, you know, a good amount of it from also being a K-pop fan. But I didn't go, you know, to to my mom and call her Oma. I didn't, like, go to, like, my friend and call her, like, Chingu or something like that. I didn't do that. <laughs> that was too much. I only kept it to, like, the people who knew uh, that I was a huge K-pop fan girl, you know. And I was comfortable doing it, too. But I didn't go anywhere else. Like, I didn't do it to my teachers where I didn't go and do it to my classmates or anything. Like, I wasn't that, I didn't go that far. So, yeah, that's, which I'm really thankful for, that I didn't go that bad. So, yeah. Uh, but I remember I, I would, I would start to say, like, I go a lot, or, like, I sh. Those are just kind of, like, some expressions. And I remember I would do it a lot, like, around my little cousins. And they would always be like, why do you say that? Because, you know, you know, they weren't, they didn't know about it, you know. It wasn't, like, saying like omg like if i said omg i think they would be like okay that's fine because that's just things that you say in like at least american culture but i was saying like i goo and stuff like that and they were just like what is going on <laughs> so they i remember they would ask me stuff like that and i think that was like another kind of thing that woke me up was when they're they they like called me out on that I'd be like why are you saying that like what what is this and i felt kind of like Ugh, weird about it so yeah to this day i would say 
Um, my sister, she does say that I haven't grown out of my Karibu-ness. I feel like I have because I don't have this idealized thought of Korean culture. Like, I've came to learn Korean culture, you know, like, people talking about it. And um, I definitely understand that, like, because I feel like one thing about having, like, an ideal thought, idealized thought of Korean culture is that they can never do wrong. Like, you know, you don't under, you don't try to look at, like, some of the flaws of their society or stuff like that. Because every society is not perfect. Every culture has its pros and its cons. It has their, you know... Like, oh, that's really good. But then they also have these negative aspects. And Korean culture definitely has its own negative aspects, as, like I said, any other culture. So I came to kind of see these things and understand these things. So I I came to accept that Korean culture can also have some negative parts of it. And that's fine, you know? It's not perfect, and that's okay. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of Koreaboos just tend to be like, oh, no, Korean culture is never bad. It's always It's always good, you know? Like, there's, there's nothing, they don't do anything bad. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's why I said, like, I'm not really Korean. I don't think I'm a Korean anymore. Just because I feel like I've come to really learn a good amount of, like, the green culture and stuff. Um, so, yeah. And I never go around being like, I'm the most well-versed person in Korean culture because I'm not. Especially as someone who's not Korean, you know, like, of course I'm not. So, yeah. Um, I will say I do know Korean. Um, I'm not fluent in it, but I can read it and I can write it. Not that well, though. I can't write in Hangul, which is Korean, at all. It's really messy and it's really bad. <laughs> um, and it's just really gross looking. Like sometimes I'll write in Korean and I'm just like, oh, that looks gross. It just looks bad. So yeah, I did teach myself Korean because I really, really wanted to like be able to read Korean and stuff, especially when K-pop at the time I was into it didn't, you know, like it took a while for people to like sub English sub like content. Um like it was through like fan subbers who just dedicated their time to it. Like it wasn't like, oh, you know, the company wasn't releasing English sub for music videos or stuff. Like it was like the fans were doing it, the international fans were, you know, subtitling these variety shows and stuff like that and reality shows that these groups were on so i really wanted to learn korean myself and to be able to understand (laughs) what they're saying so i didn't have to wait for these english subs so yeah so i have actually successfully taught myself the alphabet um i know a few phrases here and there but i'm not super fluent at all like i don't think i know korean grammar that well um and i don't think i could write a sentence i don't think i could hold a conversation with a korean person like i don't i don't think i could like i could try but i don't think i could i think it would just sound really weird and they i think they would understand that like oh yeah you don't speak you don't speak a lot of korean you don't know korean so yeah um but yeah i really would like to you know learn more korean and become more fluent in it but i'm lazy <laughs> so i don't really i'm kind of like eh um so yeah i mean i just would love to learn all the languages in the world i think that'd be really cool um just because i I just yeah i just think none about other cultures and languages that's just really cool you know so i would love to um but i don't think i have the brain capacity to learn all the languages in the world so yeah um so 
I will say that I don't think I'm so much of a Karibu anymore. Um, but then again, my sister might be like, I beg to differ. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was kind of like my whole story of, you know, being a K-pop fangirl and being a Karibu. Unfortunately, I was a Karibu. <sighs> so sad. So yeah, um, just to kind of mention modern K-pop fandoms to old k-pop fandoms i definitely want to just say that like i do think <laughs> that new k-pop fandoms are a bit annoying i'll be honest then again i'm not gonna say that because they were that old k-pop fandoms weren't because definitely old k-pop fandom fandoms probably were annoying here and there but i think the thing was that old k-pop fandoms they just really tried their best to really get people to listen to k-pop like they were just they weren't just like they weren't just always like, hey, you know, only listen to this one group. Like they really tried to get people to listen to K-pop in general. They really try to get people to notice and recognize K-pop, you know, as a music genre outside of Korea. Um, and yeah, back then a lot of K-pop groups used to like collaborate a bunch. So yeah, you definitely had a lot of um fans that were very like multi-fandom they really loved different types of groups and they're really open to listen to other types of music and they had their people they really liked but they're very open to just you know they just really liked k-pop in general um there's definitely still some people like that now i will say but i feel like some people are just more like they will just super like just promote one group like they'll just super like be like this group you need to listen to this group specifically. Like, I feel like they don't go like, yeah, you should listen to K-pop in general. I feel like they're just like, you can, you need to listen to this group. You need to stand this group. So yeah. Um. So if you are a more new K-pop fan and you're listening to this, just like, and if you do these types of things, just like tone it down a bit. Like I understand you want people to love your group. Now I've been there before, but you don't need to like rub into people's faces. Honestly, I think the best way to get into K-pop or stuff is for people to find it themselves because I feel like when you find K-pop yourself, you you make a meaningful connection to whatever song it is. Um cuz like, yeah. It does opposite effect of trying to force someone to listen to something. They're just going to be like, "No, I don't want to." So yeah, just if people find K-pop then they do, and if they don't, then it's okay. Just it's fine. K-pop's doing K-pop's doing fine. It's thriving. People are finding it on their own volition. Your group is doing well. It's okay. <laughs> we don't need to go and shove this into people's faces. So yeah. And of course, it's not just K-pop fans that are very noxious about promoting the artists. I'm pretty sure other artists um, also have fans like this too. But yeah. Honestly, I just don't want people to... I just don't want those like obnoxious K-pop fans to ruin Korean music in general. Because... When people listen just to Korean music, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's K-pop." They're gonna assume that it's K-pop. You could be listening to like, you know, a K a Korean rapper, a Korean hip hop artist, or a Korean R and B artist, and people could just listen to that and be like, "Ew, that's the K-pop stuff." So yeah, not saying that you know, um, I'm trying to just be like, "Oh, K-pop is the bad stuff," and you know, this other genres are good stuff. No, I'm not trying to say that, but it's just like. It's going to give a negative kind of, it's going to have, you're going to give people negative reactions to all Korean music and all Korean media if you keep kind of doing these types of things. 
Um, Korean media might be a stretch, but definitely Korean, other Korean music and other great artists. Because um, there's definitely a lot of other Korean artists that don't have obnoxious like fans and stuff. And they just really like music and they just share it with a lot of people. So, yeah. Basically, don't be obnoxious. <laughs> that goes for everything, you know. Um, so, yeah, just a little small tidbit. Um, if you do want to get into K-pop, um, all the groups I mentioned today, I will list some some of my favorite songs from theirs. So for DBSK, my favorite song of theirs is actually a more ballady song. Um, and not really ballady, but it's a song called Tonight. And that one, listen to that if you want to hear some like very, very, very good vocals. Because they pop off in that song. They're just freaking harmonizing vocalizing and everything there's high notes everywhere but i love that song so much so tonight definitely um oh of course the one that i really got into that was my first chaos song i ever listened to and like maybe a special mention to purple line there's a very funny english line in purple line that i love and it makes me laugh every single time i hear it um so yeah next group beast um my favorite song of theirs is definitely it's a b-side song off of their first full-length album it's called virus i love that song a lot um some other title tracks shock is a classic and zoom or breathe is another classic beast song i would say um and listen to the their debut song if you want it's not the best i personally don't go to listen to, to their debut song but yeah i like the other song um Infinite, oh, Infinite has a great discography. I would really recommend you just to listen to all their songs. But my favorite Infinite song, oh my gosh, I was gonna say one, but I totally there's so many songs that I love of theirs. Um, if you want a really good title track, I mean, of course, listen to "Be Mine." That's like their most well-known song. "Paradise" is really good. That was the follow-up song. Um, another one that was really good is "The Chaser." That one's a really great song. I really love that song. They have a lot more recent songs that I don't really know because that was when I wasn't into them. So those are only up to the ones that I know. Um, Another song, it's a B-side that I really like. It's called History. And it's spelled H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E. Like, I think it's supposed to be kind of like hysteria almost. It's kind of playing off of that. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to think of some other B-sides. Can You Smell is pretty nice. They have two versions of that song, actually. They have a more, like, poppy one, and they have a more slower version that they, like, re-released on a later album. So there's just some of those. So, yeah. Um, for B1A4, of course, their debut song, OK. Um, some other B1A4 songs I like. Oh, man, I'm trying to think <laughs> of some other ones. Um lonely okay lonely is a more recent to be a four song that definitely was they released that song before i was into them um i mean after i stopped liking them um lonely is really good though um i'm trying to think of like some b-sides so it's not just the most more common songs uh <laughs> i can't think of any right now i'm sorry and then for bap oh my gosh bap honestly great discography i've loved every single like mini or single album or mini album they released up into the full the full length album but yeah i've loved all the songs all the b-sides i would actually listen to their full albums while i would while uh, while i would wash the dishes so that's how i 
came to know the whole discography. Um, I would say if you want to watch a cool music video that has a plot in it, uh, One Shot has a definitely a great song. It's a great song, and then also I like the music video for that. Um, Bad Man's a pretty good song. Coffee Shop is another song that they released, and that one's more of a chill vibe song. So if you want to get some chill vibes, listen to Coffee Shop. It's definitely very chill vibes. Um, some B-sides that I like. There's this one song called Secret Love. I like that one. Um, Excuse Me is a really, really great song, too. Uh, so yeah, so those are just some of the songs that I could think of off of some BAP songs that I really, really like. But yeah, of course, check out the whole discography. Um, so yeah, a little interesting tidbit about BAP's one shot. Um, so if you've been on the internet, I'm pretty sure you have probably seen that clip of those two girls. I think they're watching a BTS music video and they start crying. And I remember thinking like, I've never cried to a, a K-pop music video. What? But that's a lie. I've actually have cried to a K-pop music video. And that music video is one shot by BAP because I watched it when it first came out and that plot line was crazy. Especially if you know what happens in that music video. There's like this plot twist uh, or not this plot twist. The ending um, the ending of that music video, I like teared up because I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and then of course there's this plot twist where I just go like, I just cried and how dare you do this plot twist to me. So yeah. Um, but I'm like great acting, I would say, from the members of BAP. So yeah, I have cried to a K-pop group, K-pop group, a K-pop music video, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Slightly ashamed, but yeah. So those are just some songs. Um, some other honorable mentions, I would say. Um, there's this group called Yukis that I've listened to a lot of their songs. Um, they have a their debut song is called Not Young, and I totally recommend that. <laughs> I know so many. I would just say so many people don't like that song when they get into You Kiss. They're just like, yeah, it's not one of their best songs. I love Not Young, like unironically. It's such a fun, it's a funny song. When I listen to it, it's funny to me. It's not meant to be funny. I'm pretty sure when they made it, it was supposed to be serious. But I love how funny it is. I actually really do like Not Young and I do occasionally listen to that. So yeah. But some of my other favorite You Kiss songs um, is Stop Girl and... She's Mine. Oh, She's Mine is a really, really great song. I really love that one. So, yeah. Um, And to throw this one out there, M Black. M Black had great songs. I definitely would recommend This Is War. That one's a really good song by M Black. So, yeah. So, these are just some things. I don't want to, like, keep droning on about <laughs> recommendations. But, yeah. Definitely check out some of these songs. Those are some of my favorite K-pop songs from groups that I like. Um, like, I really were into and just some other k-pop songs i like yeah that's not all the k-pop songs i listen to there's a bunch more but of course i'm not gonna go into them super crazy so yeah um so yeah i think that's all i have to say i think i've said everything that i wanted to say <laughs> about my fangirl past so yeah um well i guess i didn't really mention like why i liked k-pop really i guess i'll say it here <laughs> at the end of everything i think some of the reasons why i liked k-pop was one definitely the music sounded like very different from just the music the american music that was going on the time that i got into k-pop 
a lot, even still now, a lot of American music talks about sex and drugs. Um, so I was just kind of like tired of hearing that type of music. Also, I feel like not that Korean music doesn't also do this, but like they follow specific trends and stuff like that. So yeah, I really just like K-pop or I liked how it sounded like it was something new as a change of pace. So that's one of the reasons why I came to like K-pop. And yeah, also becoming like a fan of theirs is very easy to do because you just kind of like, you know, first things first, you know, they're all really good looking people. And then secondly, second, you know, it's just really easy to fall into it because, you know, they do so much fan service. Like even I feel even more so than like American artists, especially at the time I got into K-pop, because maybe nowadays American artists tend to do more promotions and stuff. But like Korean idols, when they have a comeback, they're like everywhere. They're on all these different shows. They're doing these interviews. And if they're popular enough, they get their own show. They're doing they're like constantly interacting with fans especially if you live in korea they're doing fan signings all the time they do these music shows every week like when say like if justin timberlake comes out with the song like he'll probably go on a few talk shows to promote it but does he does he like perform that song every week or month at like three different music shows i don't think he does because america doesn't really have these like music shows you perform at whereas in (laughs) k-pop there's these music shows that idols perform at every week um and they do like three different performances so you're definitely like you know they're always there there's always and also (laughs) even if your favorite group isn't promoting there's always a group promoting there's never i don't think there's ever a standstill where no group is promoting there's always a group promoting something um so yeah and also like for like you know their stage outfits are really nice especially when some like idol groups have like very interesting concepts if you want to know about a k-pop group that has very interesting concepts listen to orange caramel they're a sub unit from um a bigger group called after school and they had very very they're really well known for their wacky concepts so yeah definitely if you really want to get into you know of a group that had very interesting concepts but yeah, so you're constantly seeing them, especially when they're promoting. They're constantly doing work and they're constantly doing stuff. So I feel like that's another reason how you kind of get sucked into it is because there's never a shortage of like content. I feel like there's always stuff coming out. And even in their like, you know, downtime after they do promotions, you know, they're still doing things, especially nowadays, because um, there's this thing called V Live, which is basically just a little, I think it's like a serve, like, I almost want to call it like a live streaming kind of service. It's like Twitch, <laughs> Twitch for K-pop idols, uh, and like Korean music, Korean artists and stuff. Um, where they just kind of can like go live and stuff. So yeah, at the I think when I was into K-pop, they didn't have that yet, or maybe they did, but I didn't know about it. I'm pretty sure I would have heard about it though, but I don't think they had it when I was into K-pop. But now they have, so they have it now. And yeah, I'm pretty sure a bunch of like K-pop idols use that to their advantage. Even nowadays, K-pop idols, some of them have YouTube channels, like personal YouTube channels where they upload vlogs. So that even gets them closer to fans. And also like on like Instagram, I know a lot of them do live streams there and probably on other various um, places. So yeah, it's I feel like there's they're always interacting with you. 
and stuff and i feel like especially if you're someone who's very like who gets lonely or is very introverted like i was it's very easy to attach yourself to these people because you know it's they kind of you know give you for me at least i won't say that for everyone but for me i feel like they gave me the affection that i wanted um and they're very sweet you know how the way they talk and stuff like that as i am i do think some idols are very genuine with what they say so yeah it's there's a lot of times you'll watch them and you'll be like oh my gosh like that's so sweet or you know they'll make you laugh a lot and stuff i mean for me personally i really like people who make me laugh or just funny people in general you know who doesn't like a funny person mm. but um yeah so you you know they entertain you and stuff and that's kind of how you become part of of the fandom is that there's so many different types of so many different types um there's so many factors that come into it so yeah i feel like that was kind of how i got dragged in especially because at the time i found k-pop i was a very um like i didn't i only had like i didn't have a lot of friends actually i think only had like one one really close friend and yeah i just didn't really like have anything else really going on in my life so definitely k-pop you know i, I was like involved in this whole thing and and it, i guess it just made me feel like i had friends i don't know <laughs> so yeah i feel like that was just some of the reasons why i got into k-pop so yeah of course like number one being that they were all really really attractive <laughs> so yeah um and of course i wrote my fair share of fan fiction but unlike other people it didn't get turned into a movie um i'm thinking of a few movies based off of fan fiction that maybe should not have existed but mm. so yeah um anyways yeah that was just my whole story my whole spiel <laughs> about k-pop and stuff like that i would say that you know don't knock it until you try it um because i know that some people just don't want to listen to k-pop because maybe they're like oh it's in korean i'm not gonna understand it or you know like oh k-pop fans are just so annoying and stuff and then you kind of push that onto the music itself but i implore you to check it out you know um i don't know i my whole thing about a, a song you know listen to music that's in a different language it doesn't bother me that much as long as the song itself is really great um it's not like you can't just look at translations and stuff uh but hey you know tweet it on i guess but yeah, I really would just say, you know, explore it, you know. Oh, don't just hate on it because the you know, some of the fans are annoying or stuff, you know. Don't don't push that onto the industry. Don't push that onto the music, you know. It's, you know, kind of, you know, take that away from the artists and stuff. Especially cuz there's really great artists that you might just be like, "Oh, I don't care because they're Korean." And you kind of have this like whole thing about like k-pop and stuff but there's a great like korean artist out there who put a lot of passion into their music um they write a lot of their own songs and they they really you know they really just want people to listen to music and just you know be happy and stuff so i would definitely you know say that look into music you know look into k-pop i would also say don't just look at the most popular groups because there's so many k-pop groups this industry is wide and vast. So there's so many K-pop groups. So don't just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to listen to BTS. I'm just going to listen to like Monster X or EXO. 
listen to other groups. There's a bunch of different other groups out there who are not well known and they might just be up your alley. They might be like, they might make music that you really, really like. And yeah. And also those group, those groups probably, you know, probably need, you know, probably, especially if they're not really well known, they probably will benefit from having a lot of fans. So yeah, definitely. I think you should explore K-pop. Um, one thing I would say that I'm um, kind of not annoyed, but um, one thing that I don't like is that when you say K-pop, people automatically think BTS. And it's like, yeah, BTS is a K-pop group, but BTS is not K- all of K-pop. Like, not every single group makes music like that. Not every single, like, BTS is not the only K-pop group that exists. They're the biggest group and the most popular, yes. But they're not the only group. There's so many different groups out there that do different types of music and everything is, like I said, is wide and vast. You just have to comb through it to find something that you'll like. So yeah, don't just dismiss it and stuff like that. And also, don't just think when people say, I like K-pop, that means they like BTS. There's more groups than BTS and K-pop. I just want to say, because I feel like if I bring up K-pop or just like Korean music, people just automatically think, oh, you're talking about BTS, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I, there's other Korean artists that exist outside of BTS. Um, so yeah, so that's just a little small kind of annoyance because I would talk to like some of my coworkers that I like Korean music and they'll automatically be like, oh, you're into BTS. I'm like, no, I'm not. There's other artists that exist outside of BTS. Anyways, um, so yeah. That is basically it. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and coming to this meeting. Um, I hope you kind of enjoyed listening to my spiel about my K-pop past. And yeah, I hope that I gave you a different perspective on K-pop or some other insights about K-pop because I feel like a lot of people just only know the more modern kind of perspective on K-pop and stuff um so yeah i just want to say like you know there's there's different there's different things about k-pop so yeah definitely i would say just get into k-pop because you want to not because people are forcing you but yeah just because you think it's cool or interesting uh, you need to find something out of k-pop that fits you i would say um so yeah um i know that k-pop is such a such a huge kind of thing now um but yeah, I just kind of want to just share my thoughts on that. And hopefully, maybe, hopefully this changed your opinion on K-pop. Maybe it hasn't. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not here to try to, you know, super, super like change your opinion on this. Just, you know, just a little tidbit to listen to. Anyways, yeah, that is all that I have for this week. Um, so yeah, I'll see y'all in the next meeting in two weeks <laughs> now i have a, an official schedule and of course i will do my obligatory guess the time for someone i want to get this right once if you if i do get this right for you definitely definitely um let me know so i want to guess that the time right now for someone is um two 35 p.m. for someone right now. 
let me know if I got it correct. Or maybe if I'm like a minute or two off. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you all for just listening to my spiel. Uh, yeah, go check out the Twitter if you want to. Um, and, you know, let me know your thoughts about this conversation. Not really conversation because I was the only one talking. But let me know your thoughts about K-pop. Um, either if you are a fan right now or you're an old fan or if you know nothing about it or if you hate it. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts um, on the Twitter post that I'll probably make when this comes out. Anyways, I will talk to you all in the next meeting. See you in two weeks at that meeting. Goodbye. <laughs>